I'm McKinney Smith. After going through a divorce, my sister passing away, experiencing narcissistic abuse, and some significant health scares, I realized through sharing my story that I wasn't alone in my suffering. Suffering, subjective distress generated by the experience of being out of balance. In a deep dive to holistically heal mind, body, and soul is where I discovered peace, clarity, and connection. It is impossible to be truly wise without some real-life hardship, and we cannot develop post-traumatic wisdom without making it through, and most importantly, through it together. Social connection builds resilience, and resilience helps create post-traumatic wisdom, and that wisdom leads to hope. Hope for you and others witnessing and participating in your healing, and hope for your community. A healthy community is a healing community, and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive, and thrive. Thank you for joining us on the Heal Her podcast, H-E-A-L, Honor, Elevate, and Love Her podcast, formerly known as the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show globally, where we have conversations with extraordinary women on their journey towards wholeness and harmony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. As a certified mindset coach guiding women towards peace, clarity, and connection within, supporting the direction of the system toward wholeness, my goal here is to help you thrive. Meryl Kriegsman is a wealth muse, business mentor, and women's wealth advocate dedicated to helping you become the wealthiest women in your lineage. A former cleaning lady turned self-made millionaire matriarch, she believes that the most powerful thing we can do for our children is become unapologetic female leaders who fearlessly demand what we're worth and get it. Her insights based on helping over a thousand women step into self-funded wealth have been featured on CBS News, ABC News, and in publications like Forbes, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Good Housekeeping. Now, we had Meryl on, I believe it was like episode two, I don't know, 35 or something like that. (laughs) And it's almost rare for me to have a guest on a second time, but I loved, loved, loved our conversation so much. It resonated with me. It resonated with our listeners. So we needed to have you back. So welcome back to the show. (laughs) Thank you. It's such an honor to be back, you know, (laughs) it was an honor to be there. Now now I'm back. So I'm very grateful that we get to chat for another however long this episode is. Me too. I'm I'm excited because I feel like, so one, I, I feel blessed every time I get to have a conversation for the podcast because it's like a form of therapy for me. You know, yeah. it affirms things, it confirms things, I learn things. Um, but I also get to meet amazing humans that I get to stay connected with. And I felt like our conversation, I mean, we, we covered so much. I think like, um, you know, we, we titled the episode because we were, you were talking about regenerative um, farming and healing and yeah, how yeah. people do the same. And we discussed so many things, but it was like, we ended that episode with us talking about, you know, us being introverts and how we can still mm. thrive and survive, you know, in yeah. this business world without 
the hustle or doing things that don't feel authentic to us. So we'll yeah. definitely jump into that. But before mm-hmm. we, you know, go there for the listeners who didn't have an opportunity to listen to episode 235, um, if you wanted to give us a synopsis of your story and how you got to where you are presently for our new listeners. Yeah. So I, I don't know what I, what I said last time, you know, it's like one of those, things where it's like, I can tell my biography in like 55 different ways, you know, like which angles shall we run with today? Um, but if I just go by today, um, I come from a very artistic family, was born and raised in Europe. I'm from Holland. Um, I studied to be an opera singer. That's how I met my husband, Keith. Um, we lived in Germany uh, for about seven years, had two little girls, um, crossed over to Canada, where he is from, and had another daughter. So we have three little girls, and we live on a farm, um, and, and we sort of rent out most of the land. We're, we're responsible for about 10 acres of it, which is a lot of work. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. <laughs> we're very, very busy bees uh, throughout the year. Uh, during the winter, we're now going into slow season because, you know, it's going to snow and like the keys have passed us and it's sort of just like wrap up season. And it's been a little bit longer this year because temperatures are still nice. So yesterday I was in in the garden actually for about an hour and a half and just feeling so connected, talking to God while I was like tending some things, you know. Um, and yeah, and so sort of like parallel to that, or, you know, part of that is, of course, like the, the wealth journey, I I left my um, parents house, like with with very little understanding of finance and, and money. Um, it sort of was there. And I didn't understand it. And I'd never opened um, an envelope from, you know, the tax department, because I was sort of like afraid of math and numbers. And, you know, so it was just sort of left the house without really understanding what it took in a way. Um, And so I found myself very quickly like in debt and not knowing how to make money and feeling very confused and very um, like finance and money was there to teach me some, some very hard lessons about myself. That's how I felt. And so I started to read about money and educate myself on anything from like marketing, sales, money mindset, like all those things. And then um, right around the time I was pregnant with our first one, which was my mid twenties, uh, it sort of just clicked inside of me. I was, I was, you know, realizing that I came from a very long lineage of women that have been very dependent on others for, you know, they sustaining themselves financially and how it had impacted their choices and how it had impacted their self-worth. And I, I just wanted something different for the next generation for myself. So I, I remember just, you know, holding my tummy, my big tummy in my hands and, and just sending out that signal to the universe and saying like, okay, I'm ready, you know, I'm ready for some, for a different story. Um, and then things just landed on my path that led to creating a multi-million dollar business in the online space and helping lots of amazing women, uh, just not just like step into financial well-being, but also stepping into purpose and alignment and really seeing um, how they could make lots and lots of money and create abundance with their gifts, um, you know, besides serving their families. And, you know, so it's been it's been an incredible journey. And I hope that we get to talk about the fork in the road that I find myself on today because I'm sort of, again, in, in a massive 
up-leveling sort of current identity death rebirth process <laughs> as I step into um, what is the next level for me. And I'm definitely operating in what I call my 10x courage right now, um, which is exhilarating, terrifying, deeply surrendered at the same time. So just happy to have that conversation with you, Makini. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many things that I want to jump into. Um, I mean, first of all, thank you for sharing this synopsis and for, um, I want to say, even with our our first conversation, like what you were saying a while ago, you don't remember which um, which version I ran it. Yeah, <laughs> there's one version, but there's like different angles. You know, yeah, I get it. I get it completely. I mean, so on uh, the previous episode, we talked about you know what you learned about money from your mother and your grandmother growing up. Um, we talked about how the um, pandemic and postpartum affected your mental health. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about understanding the depth of faith that's required to manifest yeah. abundance as mm-hmm. co of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely talked about allowing things to happen, the flow, you know, not forcing things because we're pushing away and blocking our blessings. Um, and then you talked about the age gap between you and your husband, but still having such a tight knit bond and you guys doing a lot together. Yes. So, um, I think, I wanted to start with, I think we ended that episode with talking about you, you know, being in a season of surrendering. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're, you know, you just mentioned like being in that fork in the road and it's almost like a, a dying of the old self and rebirth of the new. So That's I would true. love if you could start by just explaining to us, like, what has that process been like for you? What does that look like? How does that feel? <laughs> Basically me desperately trying to grasp for control and God like knocking it out of my hands at every turn (laughs) you know it is it is not always a pretty process um but I would say that the days that I feel myself moving towards the divine and towards you know what my divine assignments are in this life are the days that I actually listen you know it's like I don't know why some days I just wake up and I decide I have to figure it all out by myself and and just, you know, sort of curl up into my mind and just go sit there and and judge and 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 be harsh on myself and harsh on my husband and harsh on the past and harsh on the future. Um so I think for me this process I've gone through multiple moments like this in my life, I have to say. So it's not like, you know, I sort of come prepared, you know, (laughs) I've I've had some moments like this uh, in my life already, uh, including um, going through um, a very severe, like eating disorder in my teens, where I was, I was forced on my knees, and I was grasping for control, right? Of course, like food, right? And women, um, it's a lot of like, I feel out of control. So I'm going to control this one thing that I feel I can control. And, um, so letting go of that, you know, what basically is an addiction, I think prepared me well for, you know, the rest of my life, basically, like it gave me skills and, and self-awareness that has come in extremely handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now, right. I'm, I'm sort of at this point, like very keenly realizing that the insomnia that I've been struggling with for the last few years is just, you know, anorexia 2.0, right? It's again, trying to control like what should be a subconscious process like digestion, right? And and um, and sort of having performance anxiety around things that should be totally normal, right? And part of our everyday routine. 
So I'm I'm seeing myself and I'm working through it and I'm making strides. And so I'm very, very proud of myself in, in sort of like those, those, you know, good moments where I'm actually listening and I'm have, have grace with myself in the process. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um it's 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 truly like I feel right like what god requires of us is to to literally walk away from what we've built mm-hmm. right i would say be willing to to walk away from anything that 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 we've built right except the people that we love right yeah. that's something that for me like never like i would never walk away from my family you know what i mean yeah. um, like the people stay but the things go yeah and um and I think especially when you when you are very successful, then you're like, wait, that's now part of my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've become very sort of spoiled in the sense that I haven't felt like I needed to be on my knees with my hands open because you know I have my pockets full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my pockets were full and my coffers were full, and I've sort of you know I've I've become a little like behind on my spiritual discipline here, you know, and my connection. And I thought I could sort of do it without God there for a while. And just based on, you know, my own wits. And then, you know, these, these big things happen where um, it's actually no, you know, my, my daughters, they, they love like the kiffness, you know, the kiffness, like the silly cat sounds that then are turned into like these miraculous songs. And he, yeah. he just, he also takes, um, here's this um, tiny clip of this, this boy singing, um, you know, when you act too high and mighty, right. Cause tomorrow you will fall down on your face, right. That one. Right. And then um, that we're, that we have to be grateful for sunshine. We have to be grateful for rain. We have to right embrace um, like the good, but also the pain. Um, and, and that is such a, um, how you say that for me, like a place of spiritual alignment, where I just feel myself like clicking into like the center of that sort of dynamo, right. That mm-hmm. God force is, yeah. and it's like, Oh yeah. Like from this place, I can actually hear uh, what my, what my next assignments are. And I don't, I don't, I don't really get to have a say in, in like wanting to stay cushioned and, and in the familiar, because it is already gone, whether I like it or not, you know, it's, it doesn't exist anymore. So, um, so that's very much what I'm in. So it's, it's a very tender process and day to day. Um, and I think it's beautiful. I think it's so beautiful that we get to be like spiritual lambs, right. Just sort of shaky on our, on our, on our legs. Yeah. Uh, throughout our lifetime again and again and again uh just to to sort of be called back to the source right and to say no we have to do it together yes wow okay so there's so much that you said there that I want to talk about that I want to unpack because I feel like as women and also I feel like many of us who are coming from a place of not processing our childhood wounds or childhood traumas where we are trying to control everything today, right? We're, 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 you know, the anxiety of, you know, worrying about not being able to control tomorrow and all these things. I think, well, no, I think I love that you're transparent about that as someone who has 
attained millions because I, I feel like there may be women that are listening to this that think that, you know, once they've reached a certain level of quote unquote success, that yeah. they're exempt from certain experiences or yeah. that you know, the people that they see that are doing successful things don't have those experiences. So I love and appreciate your transparency. Um, you know, you, you talked about listening to God. Um, yeah. And being obedient, <laughs> because, you know, it's it's so common for us to pray. So we are talking to God. Yes. But are we being still enough to listen for the answer? Are we yeah. being still because, you know, we're on the go, 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 the anxiety and us trying to control. So we're like, yeah. you know, telling God, I need this or I want this or whatever, but we're not being still enough to listen. And then the, the obedience part of, you know, letting go and not controlling, because it's oftentimes we hear God say something, we're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. That sounds yeah. too uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, let go of my business? Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I built this. I did this. I did that. And it's yeah. the control, right? I have a reputation to uphold, right? I yeah. need people to see me a certain way. Um, I, I know. And and it's, uh, it's very much... Um, like I think, I think there's such power in realizing that it'll never go away. Being in school will never go away, right? Yes. Is it is there to stay? And I think that actually removes the power away from money and back into right the hands of God, and and it's perfect that way, right? Because that million is not going to save us from having a human experience, from needing spiritual humility. Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, you know, when you talk about childhood trauma, so my, my parents were fairly traditional and that my mom was the homemaker and my dad was the financial provider. And what I realized is that my mom always felt so undervalued. Now, I don't even know if that's from my dad or from just a house that she grew up in, right. And what she witnessed, um, and that's their business, right. It's also, it's their business, um, but I grew up with my mom feeling so deeply underappreciated for being like truly an extraordinary mother and homemaker. Um, like she she would make any decorations for any sort of uh, like, you know, spiritual um, highlights throughout the year, whether it was Easter or Christmas or St. John's or whatever. She would make decorations from scratch. She would teach us how to create art. She would advocate for you know me and my siblings my siblings were all special special needs kids growing up um truly extraordinary and she was so undervalued and I remember you know seeing her sort of flee into like the back of the beautiful gardens that we always had and and sort of sit in a corner and just cry while she was like smoking a cigarette and and you know which was her sort of like her vice right smoking smoking some cigarettes and I remember, like, I never want to feel this vulnerable to be in a position where, um, you know, a, a, a husband, right, under would underappreciate me for my homemaking and my child rearing, and 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 so I think subconsciously I was like, I'm just going to choose to be a provider like my dad because, right, he was never doubted in his contribution, mm -hmm. right, and so. I think a lot of the choices that I made were to to succeed like so outrageously. I was literally creating million upon million while pregnant, while birthing. And people around me were like, what's this girl doing? Like this can never like, you know, mm -hmm. she has to, she has to. Like, 
at one point, like just sit her ass down and rest, <laughs> you know, like wh- where's this energy coming from? And, and some of it was definitely divinely fueled. I, f- I really believe that, but some of, some of it was also fueled by just, right. As long as I make millions of dollars, nobody can tell me that my contrib- contribution isn't valid. Mm-hmm. And so this year for me, the, the sort of the, the, um, the conscious choice to, to start to sort of pulling my current business apart. And I really want to talk about also what's coming because I think that's very exciting um, is because I want to be um, in a deeply intimate partnership, not just sexually, but across the board, like with my husband, even more than we already are. Mm-hmm. Like that is really important to me. I want to be a deeply present mother to our children um, I want to be a contributing member to my amazing community here where I live in rural Saskatchewan. And, and I was just feeling that the the constant sort of, um, how to describe it, it's like um, the hyper alertness needed in yeah. my CEO role. Yeah. The way that I had built my business where I like I was needed in basically every department to some extent. Um, and it was really built on sort of personal brand, right? So if I mm-hmm. couldn't step back, I couldn't go inward to go through a prayerful year every once in a while, which I honestly feel everybody needs, especially mm-hmm. introverts, <laughs> um, you know, that didn't feel possible. So, you know, and that's, that's when the process of, of um, yeah, just, just sort of letting it go started, you know, and of course, you know, we we would prefer to let things go when a new thing has already shown up and it's clear in the path. It's like, oh yeah, it's okay. Like step number one, step number two, and that because isn't it? That's never the case, though, right? It's yeah. it's it's the 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 sacrifice, the spiritual sacrifice, is to step onto that path unknown. Yeah, yeah. Like, can, can, I just want to commend you for your courage of obedience because i feel like we don't recognize how much courage it takes one <laughs> to be um obedient and let go you know especially yeah. when we're used to functioning as a trauma response of the control or you know of yeah. the the anxiety of of you know go 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 all of those mm-hmm. things um yeah. I, I really appreciate the transparency in the journey because i feel like even for those that may not have financially reached your level of success that are dealing with those things are probably dealing with it internally and thinking something is wrong with them, or it's just something that they are dealing with on their own. So every time I get to have these deep conversations, I am just truly grateful, not only for the impact that it has on me, but I know that, you know, the listeners, because you know, the show is streamed in like 65 different countries and it's just amazing. All over. Yeah. So it's like I I feel that it's a blessing to be able to co-create even these experiences yeah. um, with you. And the show wouldn't be, you know, what it is without women like you being as transparent about your journey. So I commend you for your your courage. Thank um, you. Like even you being open about why you wanted to you know subconsciously hustle so hard being able yeah. to um have the choices and how it affects your self-worth and all those things i think maybe well maybe for myself i feel like 
sometimes those are things that are kind of overlooked or we're not even aware of. That's why we're doing these things, you know, what, what yeah. we saw growing up, what we didn't want <laughs> to recreate and all of yeah. those things. Um, yeah. And, and, it's, it's, and I think, you know, um, I, I think there, there, there's truly like the, the, the period of rebellion against that was actually necessary for me to get to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there's also sometimes judgment that we we have to sort of go so extreme, mm-hmm. you know, to to and to to sort of be in this this counter reaction to the trauma response. Yeah. Um, but I just I just want to look at myself from the last seven years and also rec- like look at myself with with the grace of no, I think that was actually a necessary part of of the unfolding of of um of me and then through me what is able to to come through mm-hmm. you know in regards to how right I support people and I help people whether that is very close to home or worldwide um I I really trust that and I hope that everybody listening like if you have that realization right that you have been operating in in sort of like a counter response to to move away from whatever painful uh, experienced you, you, you know, you experienced yourself or witnessed people experiencing that were extremely dear to you growing up. Um, it's okay, you know, but it's, it's also right. At one point you have to ask yourself, like how high a tolerance to suffering are you willing mm-hmm. to sustain throughout your life? Because, yeah. you know, when you command my courage, I, I was, you know, I was listening to you and I, Right. I'm like, thank you. But part of me is like, girl, I have no choice. I was aching on the inside. You know, it was just like, I have to. Okay. 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 I'm on my knees. Okay. Like, okay. I'm listening. Right. It's, it's, it's usually um, through, uh, you know, I would say that a lot of spiritual, like deep spiritual lessons show up as a, I feel I have no choice but to go down on my knees right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or these things that I, this is very often the case. Like I seem to desire two things and I seem to like, I, it feels like I can't have both. Yeah. Right. And then you need to really keenly examine, right. Like your sort of, outrageous attachment to 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 having both those things and asking yourself is it a true desire or is it right is it is is one of them maybe both of them right channeled by fear um and and learning that discernment is is you know that's that's what we do that's what life is right it's like learning to be more and more discerning um, yeah. and quicker in recognizing um that sometimes the despair that we create and and the level of suffering right in the end is a choice but the 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 sacrifice right in many moments might be bigger than what you are willing to give Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and that's where we hurt that's where you know we are in great pain yes and and so i think if we if we can build with this idea of right like for example your podcast like are you willing to pull it if that's what you know shows up for you Right. Or are you going to go like, 
oh man, it's like, it's, it's, it's are you reading my mind 60, right now? <laughs> 60 countries, like da, 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 I built this whole thing. It's like a, you know, ranking X, Y, and Z, like worldwide. <laughs> Right. Like those are the things that make us good, feel good about ourselves. But in the end, it it is it it is it is not on solid ground. Right. Yeah. 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 You are totally like reading me right now. Literally, before we even started recording this episode, I was thinking to myself, because we just did the five year, we just had the five year anniversary for the podcast. Yeah. You know? Yes, it has great numbers, great listens, you know, widespread impact all over the world. And I thought to myself, I think I need a break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like the thought of, okay, well, if I take a break, will that affect the listens? Will that affect, you know, all these things? And it's like, mm, I feel like I'm in the season of watering me. Like yeah. this is where mm-hmm. I'm nourishing Mikini. Because in order yeah. for me to be able to continue to pour out to other people, my cup needs to be full. And as, And although I am beyond grateful for where things are right now, I feel like, I need to be watered more. I need to be nourished yeah. more. I need to be poured yeah. into more. And I'm in that season of like, you know, I'm I'm going to the chiropractor twice a week. I'm getting massage every week. I'm going to therapy every two weeks. Like, okay, well, maybe I also need to pause with the podcast. I need to pause yeah. with yeah. certain things. So as you're saying that, I'm like, you are reading <laughs> like a book. It's it's so it's so hard, right? Like you literally feel like you don't have permission to pause. Yes. When you're when you're that successful and there's that many people looking at you for nourishment, um, right? Then then that's that's very much the first thought that pops up in our in our head. Like I don't have permission to pause, right? I just need to keep going because because people are relying on this, and and I think, you know, and, and honestly, like I can speak to this from a perspective of being an introvert, but it might also be true for extroverts. Like honestly. Right. I I really, when I look at my whole life's trajectory, I'm curious how this is for you, Makini, but I have gone through sometimes like just two or three years, like really going inward and really being like a consumer and a receiver, mm-hmm. right? A consumer of, of like beautiful movies, beautiful books, art, uh, inspiration, being right, like really just like drinking it in, drinking it in, drinking it in. And then I'm able to sort of, take take that and 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 i don't know if it's sort of like a i don't know how to describe it's like a feeling right mm-hmm. where you all of a sudden like flip and you start to like create and create and create and yeah. it feels amazing and empowering and nurturing yeah. right and then when it starts to feel like okay now now i'm just like i'm doing it with my willpower you know i'm running yeah. on willpower that's your sign right to 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 drop it yeah let go. And um, I think all of us right, need to be willing to, like, I was talking to an amazing client of mine um, and she just wanted to have successful launches. And I said to her, right, as long as you're so attached to it, right, it's, it's, it can't, it, it can't come to you, mm-hmm. right? You have to be truly reconciled with the fact that you might have, might have to take a nine to five for a while, mm-hmm. right? A part-time job, Right. And she she was like, oh, it would kill me to have to go back to right employment. And I said to her, right. I said to her, but you don't know. Like she's a single mom. I said, maybe you'll you'll meet the love of your life while you're working at this place. And the only way you're going to meet that person is, you know, to to actually be obedient and Mm -hmm. and listen to what is required of you right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And it was absolutely stunning. Like the moment she shifted into, I am willing to do whatever right, shows up as my next assignment to be yeah. truly willing, to be truly surrendered. And, and all of a sudden, like there's this magic unfolding in her business yeah. that she's never experienced before. She's not grasping for control anymore. And now like the, the real, right, divine blessings can come through and it's, it's just stunning to watch. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm listening to you and I'm one, I'm thinking about almost like what you were explaining um, the first time uh, we spoke about. Um, even with the land and with farming, how the, there's this period where the land needs to like rest and restore. And, you know, when you see like the worms and stuff coming in and you know that it's right, the whole, you got me into farming now. <laughs> the yeah, whole it's like, let's talk about worms. We're going to have our, we love worms. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, you know, it's, I guess, similar to the analogy that I use with like people who go to the gym, like your muscle is not actually being built while you're working out. It's during the resting stage, right? So when you said you're not sure if this is like an introverted thing or an extroverted thing, I know, um, I also know that people have, you know, a misconception of introvert versus extrovert and all this stuff, but basically introverts, it's really about how we recharge, right? Like we, it's an energy thing. It's not just about being shy or what have you. With introverts, we recharge in our alone time. When we are around other people, It it, because we are so, I'm going to say sensitive to energy, (laughs) right? It's it's depleting for us to be around other people. Yeah, we love you, but it requires a lot of energy. You know, with extroverts, they get charged up being around other people. So they're getting their energy from other people. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So- in terms of like being an introvert and even in the, the, the stages of um, like you said, like consuming um, and yeah. taking things in, I have had to learn to do that in between everything. Like I, I, yeah. it's almost like parts of every day require, you know, that, that time to recharge and consume where it's like, I'm listening to an audiobook or I'm reading a book or, you know, yeah. taking in a podcast in order for me to continue to serve and to give out and to pour out, it's like I have to have this constant, it's almost like an IV of me, constant. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so here, here's like a radical thought, right? Like what if as creators, we give ourselves permission to sometimes just disappear for two years? <laughs> <laughs> I am seeing so much of that right now. The, yeah. I have, um, the, there's um, a guy, um, that I had, I think it was maybe in 2018, 2019, um, I flew to the States to speak at his event and he did a couple of events each year after that. And he disappeared off of social media for like two years and he popped back up, uh, maybe this week. And he was just like, you know, he's had the most successful time ever. He wrote a book on, you know, how to multiply your income without social media, like all of these things. And there's more and more people that I see that are, I'm getting their newsletters where they're increasing their income, increasing their business, but I no longer see them on social. You know, I've noticed you haven't posted on social since like last year or like April or something. And I'm like, I want to get there. That's that's yeah, where yeah. I'm working at right so, now. So let's talk about that. So for example, like what I'm doing right now is like, I'm I'm just, I'm looking at like the situation that we're in. Keith and I are talking about, I'm strategizing every day. Like we're in a unique position. We, we have no debt. We own our house. 
we have over a million dollars to invest. And basically there's this idea of we should be able with the money we have right now, you know, create wealth for generations to come. Like if Mm -hmm. we, if we step into truly becoming investors and um, do you know, like Rob Kiyosaki wrote a really uh, clarifying book on this. It's called the the cash flow quadrant or something. Um, and he talks about like most of us operate in the the the, the quadrant side of the E and the S. So it's like employee or small business. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say after reading that book that I was trying to pull my small business into big business. I was trying to make that transition. I was trying to outsource things. Um, but there was still like a mindset in me where it was like, but I'm the best at doing all these things. And when other people do them, they're not that good. And it doesn't yeah. work as well, which is like <laughs> totally true. Right. So basically in essence, um, I created a big business out of what was essentially right. When you look at the DNA was actually a small business. Um, mm-hmm. right. So really, really interesting realizations, but on the other side of that quadrant, you have big business and you have investing, Right. So Keith and I are at this point where we're just like, like mad educating ourselves on becoming investors and um, maybe somehow still be business owners um, on top of that, but really, you know, design systems that then other people can implement uh, rather than creating a personal brand and having people purchase because they, they like you and they want to be like you. I think to some extent that can be inspiring. I don't think it, it it can be the core strain of your business and you sustaining that year after year, mm-hmm. right? Because it's about you and yep. you need to sometimes just fall off the face of the earth for, for two <laughs> years in order to right be, be like that creator Phoenix kind of entity. I feel that many of us are, right? Where we have to go through sort of death and rebirth uh, cycles. So we're really looking at the other side of the quadrant and, um, read the book, by the way, it's a great yeah. book. Like I'm people realize things list. about yourself and also like the way that you speak, right? So for example, people in the E sector, so the employee sort of side of that quadrant, they talk about security and safety yeah, and, and good benefits, Yeah, right? People in, in who are essentially small business owners, they talk about um, quality and their products and right. They're the best. They're basically like artists, right? Yeah. And then um, Big B, right, has its own whole language. And 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 I, right, investor um, section of that quadrant also has like a very specific sort of vocabulary that you, so you can recognize people like yeah. even around you and start to really understand who, who is where, right, and yeah. why. Um, but yeah, so like I'm, I am, I'm basically in a place right now where I'm, it feels like I'm, I'm, I mean, nobody's starting from scratch, but it feels like, well, I'm taking in a lot of new information because I want to operate on that side of the quadrants, not the, the left side of the quadrants. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's exciting and we're exploring all kinds of options and we're looking at like, what do we really have an affinity for? Like we're considering um, being involved in like low cost housing, creating that for people, right? Like all kinds of stuff that if like a year ago, I would have gone like, wait, I'll just make lots of money in my business and then we'll just spend it. And, you know, I'll just, yeah. I'll just have to sustain it. I'll just have to keep doing it. Right. And, and instead it's like, no, right. The invitation is for you to be a student right now and taking a lot of information 
and call up people in your network and and ask if you can learn from them. Yeah. Um, right. And and yeah, like honestly, I can say there is no false pride left. Right. I've I've burned through it all, which is a painful process this year. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And even last year already. Um, but now I'm at a place where um I'm just learning and learning, educating. We're reading books together. It's very exciting. Um, so I'm like a, a fresh little budding plant in the <laughs> sort of in, in investment sector instead of trying to sustain myself on the wrong side of the quadrant for wealth yeah. building. Wow, that is powerful. That it that it, even even as you were explaining, I was like, you're right. Like the so interesting enough right now. Um as so the more that I have focused on my self-care and and watering me, the less or the I'm gonna say, I don't want to say the less I've had to work, but the less I've had to hustle. Yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm. but the more income I've been able to make. So yeah. this year, um I my I said I so last year I said I don't want to do any more one-on-one clients. It's requiring way too much energy yeah. up from me. Yeah. So I said I wanted to do corporate clients. I manifested that and I got my corporate clients. So in getting the corporate clients, I don't have to work as hard, but it's like the conversations that I'm having with my corporate client because they're in the employee mindset. Yeah. So trying yeah. to get yeah. them to think outside of that, yeah. it's like it's so having these conversations and I know it's like they're in the employee mindset but they're still making six figures but the conversation is like a struggle sometimes to get them to see things differently. Yeah. You know, than that I'm having with my peers that are making six figures as entrepreneurs, it's very different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I can totally see that. And and it's so um right, like what I'm doing right now, I'm really looking at my network and I'm 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 going to um like I have I have like people that I know that run multiple like whatever eight, nine, whatever figure businesses, you know, like just, and, 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 and like transportation or housing or right. Like these, these really, really big business sectors. Um, and, and, and it's them that I want to start to really surround myself with mm-hmm. because I, it, it, and I, like, it's, it's interesting when you say like, you know, when, when you start doing more self-care, you started making more, more money, for me, it's like I I can't self care my way out of this shithole that I'm in right now. <laughs> you know, God is like, nope, nope. We're just like, like everything is, you know, sort of like feels. It felt like I was just like uh, trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. When, when I also know what it feels like when I'm not trying to make it happen, you know. And I was like, wait, like now I'm just trying to make things happen, and I can. I have a lot of willpower. I got a ton of discipline. I'm a high performing high performer. Yeah. You know, I can do this, but I don't want to. Yeah. I want to be in the place that God wants me to be because I know what that feels like. And I know that then things come yes. right onto, onto my path yeah. instead of me, um, right. Sort of scouring uh, f- for, for food all around me and sort of, you know, tr- yeah. trying to, it's, it's just, it's a completely different feeling. Um, and, and I'm very grateful for it. Even though like sometimes at the moment it feels really harsh. It was like, no, it's clear that, where God wants me to be right now is on that side of the quadrant. And so I have yeah. to stop identifying with anything that's happening over here. But, you know, I, I was also 
you you get so indoctrinated, right, by being in a certain scene where everybody counts this, this, and this one. I'm just like, you know, counting on my fingers right now as this is what success looks like. And this mm-hmm. is when you've made it. And this is, uh, you know, what what is yeah. good. And then, right, and then you go to the next level. And it's like, wait, no, actually, there's a completely alternative pathway for me. And I just have to be courageous enough to say yes to it. Yes. I, I, okay. So here's what I love. And I, I don't know if I'm attracting this or if this is just the vibration that I'm on, but there are so many women around me right now um, that are being completely transparent about the, I want to say the struggles of success. <laughs> I mean, to someone yeah. who, um, to someone who, you know, doesn't have certain things, they, they may view it as, you know, I don't know, ungrateful or I don't know what, they would view yeah, it as, but yeah. my 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 point is that I've always been someone who believed that the definition of success is different for each of us. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I first became an entrepreneur, like in 2009, for me, for years, success was just being able to keep a roof over my children's head, to, yeah. to be able mm-hmm. to feed them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, those things to me were success. You know, the awards and accolades, I didn't see those as success at the time. I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. And then, yeah. and then now, because I've been reading a lot of um, memoirs and biographies of women that I can relate to. And it's interesting there, you know, women like Aurora James, who she's in the fashion industry. She's a fellow Canadian who, you know, moved to the States. Um, even like, you know, she may have a bad rap right now, but Jada Pinkett, um, there's also, um, also like who doesn't have a bad rap, (laughs) right? Like we all go through these like things as as successful people where it's like, oh yeah, I know I'm, I'm in the naughty corner right now. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're in the, you're in the spotlight. So people have, um, you know, more eyes on what you were doing in your, you know, day-to-day life and build their own stories around, you know, the glimpses that they get. But my point is like everyone's story, people may on the outside see all of these successes, all these accolades, all of these material things or tangible things and not understand what that person is, is sacrificing or struggling with on the inside. So, you know, yourself being transparent about the journey, you know, when I read Aurora James book and how, you know, she may have been featured in all these major platforms and having celebrities wear her stuff and, but yet how much debt she was in and the struggle she was dealing with behind the scenes. And, you know, Jada was talking about, you know, her, you're, you know, you're married to one of the most well-known men on the planet. And then, you know, you're, planning on how to commit suicide and all these things, like these yeah. things that people are going through. So yeah. uh, for the women listening, I want to make sure that they understand that like success is your definition of success. And no matter how quote unquote successful someone may be, we are all human. We are all having yeah. human experiences. Mm-hmm. The The struggles, the sacrifices, the adversities do not go away once yeah. you quote unquote attain such success. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it's a, such an important, uh, you know, piece of wisdom. And I think also, um, you know, like we we can, I think, and giving ourselves permission to wholeheartedly desire certain accolades and stuff, I think is wonderful, mm-hmm. you know, but the, 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 the how we're going to get there yesterday when I was in my garden and I was praying and I was saying like, okay, I'm open, I'm listening. Um, 
right? God was just like, can you please like stop obsessing about how you're going to get somewhere and, and just, you know, let me take the wheel, <laughs> take yeah. the wheel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh my God, like I'm doing it again. I'm trying to control, right? Like how we're going to yeah. get there. Um, for me, security in old age, for example, is really important to me, right? My, my girls are going to be grown up. My husband is going to be either very elderly or I'm going to be a widow. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Like, I don't want to end up in that place and be destitute on top of it. Mm-hmm. But I have to be willing to be in that place in order for, right, the universe, for divine love to actually be able to shine through in the way that is meant. Um, I have to to actually be in a place where, well, if, if that's my path, then that's my path. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's the scary thing, right? Or maybe the 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 sort of the oxymoron of the whole thing is that we can plan all these things and think that we can sort of create security by reaching certain accolades and by having a certain number of money in the bank and by having a certain career path, you know, however we define success. But in the end, you know, are we um do we know that there that we can also be okay if that doesn't happen, that we can also be worthy if that doesn't happen, and that there's still that we might be still like safe even if those things don't happen? Yeah. Wow. Hey, question, just out of curiosity, yeah. um, are you an HSP, like a highly sensitive person? Do you know? Um, yeah. So my mom got that book in the in the late nineties. <laughs> She's <was> like, <laughs> I think my kids are all highly sensitive. Um, yeah, like I would say, and I, and I honestly think, you know, part of this is maybe spiritual gift and part of, part of it is also trauma response. You know, it's just like being the the sort of, in order to survive, right. I had to be able to read people very, very, very carefully. Hypervigilance, the hyper-awareness. Hypervigilance. Yeah. Hyper-awareness. Um, no, absolutely. Um, Right. And, and I think, I think there's like a pretty straightforward science to it really, because I'm yeah. just looking at your body language. I'm looking at what, what's happening in your eyes. I'm looking at your breathing patterns, right. And I'm just noticing everything and translating that into information. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I asked because, so I know I am. And when I have a conversation with someone else and it's almost like, like you said, you know, the body language, all those things, but also the conversation. Um, so for yeah. anyone who's listening, um, there's like, a, I don't know, it's like 27 or 28 questions. Um, if you want to take a simple test to find out if you're a highly sensitive person, look for the test online, Google it. Um, I feel like, I think the last time I took it, I was like a 26 out of 27. <laughs> wow. But it's, there are certain gifts um that someone uh, who is an HSP has. And um, so one is empathy. Our level of empathy is insane. And I'm definitely like, I cry for commercials. It's weird. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our creativity. And I mean, at the end of the day, we're all creative, you know, we're created in God's image, we're creators, but uh, the level of creativity with HSP uh, people is pretty high up there. Um, I think it's uh, sensory intelligence and yeah. I'm someone who like I'm hypersensitive to everything. Um, so light, sound, touch, texture, you know, body language, all those things. Um, the other one is like depth of processing and mm. depth, depth of emotion. So yeah. when you were speaking earlier about even, you know, 
trying to get to a level of intimacy with your husband and the connection and all those things. And I completely resonate with that where for me, everything is about depth. You know, I don't yes. like superficial or surface level. It's, anything. The, it's the word I, I did. A, I looked at my content and, and ran us through some stuff and like the word deep was like everywhere. <laughs> it's like deep. <laughs> let's go deep right it's yes. like like surface sometimes it's like excruciating yes um, yes right and and so um it's it's really about i think cultivating the friendships and 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 connections in the spaces that we are in uh where where we can go that deep so for example i don't know if i would ever want to create like bigger events yeah. um, i like to have it slightly smaller and more intimate so i can really yeah right touch um every single person in some way um very personally i think it's you know like for example um this is very like just intimate you know um sort of admission but about i think it was a week and a half ago uh my insomnia was really really bad and my husband who you know is still struggling to recover from a concussion and he also has a really bad cough. So he'd been keeping me up at night. So my sleep had deteriorated, right? Off of all the events that my family went through. And I had like the worst panic attack because he, I was like, Keith, like you woke me up. And I was, it was panicking because I couldn't fall asleep. Like my heart rate instantly went super high. You know, it was just like, okay, I'm I'm not going to sleep for the rest of the night. And, and he said like, I'm just going to go because I need to get better. And so I spiraled and I spiraled in his absence um, until I was a hyperventilating, like wow. mess of a human being. Wow. Um, and, you know, the, like the day after, right, he had just held me while I was hyperventilating. And then I eventually calmed down. And eventually at like, you know, 530, I gonked out. And um, and the next day, you know, I was just so, so raw and so open and so, so like feeling cracked open, you know, um, but also knowing like, okay, that was, that was what my being needed, right. It was yeah. to be, to be cracked open. And, and I said to Keith, you know, like sometimes I just so badly want to take medication, you know, some of my siblings are on medication for, for anxiety, and and I have absolutely no judgment about people who are are on medication, but somehow my path has always been to to just accept that that I go through times where I feel like an absolute like exposed nerve. I just mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. it's so it's like I don't know about you, Makini, but sometimes <laughs> I'm like, this is so intense. It's just so intense. I feel so keenly. It's like there's no hiding from just like, like if I'm afraid, I'm terrified. If I'm happy, I'm blissed out of my mind. It's like, no, I I never feel like I need mushrooms or drugs or anything because it's just like I'm I'm already right there, girl. Like I don't need anything. Um, But the, 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 only true thing that has helped me in my life is 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 right it has a spiritual answer it it in the end it it surpasses mental the mental health conversation it surpasses you know understanding who i am with my human design or my astrology or any sort of personality test it, it it's 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 literally like it's there's only a spiritual answer to to feeling to to nav- be able to navigate this journey for me yeah. yeah yeah 
Wow. My eyes were watering when you were explaining your experience because I recently had something similar with my partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And so for one, I've always said to him, like, I, I feel like my gift is a blessing and a curse because yeah. Yeah. there are days where it can be used to be so helpful. And there are days yeah. where it is so exhausting to feel so deeply. It's so yeah. exhausting to be so hypersensitive to sound, to light, to movement. To, it's exhausting. The mood changes in our partners. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so he was having a moment where he wasn't in the greatest mood for a couple of days. And because, you know, we're hypersensitive to energy, to spirit, like I yeah, felt like- it so deeply. And I said to him, I can't handle this. It's too much. It is way too much for me. So, you know, in combination to, because I was also having the insomnia issues and I started Googling stuff because I have women around me in my age group that are all going through perimenopause. And I'm like, well, I had a partial hysterectomy. So how will I know? Like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like mix in the the HSP being like hyper hyper hypersensitive mix yeah. in being an introvert mix in like insomnia possible perimenopause like I was like I'm going insane this is all too much this is, <laughs> like, this is, this is like not a good talk cocktail right now <laughs> yeah yeah and I I feel like that's probably where you know part of the mindset of like I need to like stop doing everything is coming in because it's like everything is so intense so yeah. even you know having these conversations in the podcast like I said it's always been a form of therapy to me but it's also so intense you know and sometimes yeah. women are sharing things that are so deep and sometimes sharing things that they've never shared publicly before or never shared with anyone before yeah. it's like yeah it's intense yeah yeah, exactly. And and it's it's just saying like uh, you know in my prayer it's like I I place all this intensity that I feel sort of running through me like a current, right? I'm placing that on the altar. Yeah. I'm, I'm surrendering it because it's too yeah. much for me to hold. Yeah. Right? It's too much for me to carry. Right? All my worries, all my anxieties, I'm I'm handing them over. And you know, to 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 tie a bow around this conversation and come back to right agriculture. Um, right. It's, it's, it's what we need to let go of, right? Like when you, when you think of agriculture, um, right. I use manure, right. And compost, uh, like every single day that I'm gardening. Right. And it's shit. It's literally yeah. <laughs> right? yep. it's shit. It's group. Yep. And, and, and right. You, um, it's like you create and play with rot and decay. That's, yeah. that's literally what you do. You lay it to rest. You put it on the earth so that then, right, this magical creative process can turn it into fertile soil. That's literally what we're shown by God as like, this is this is what everything is like. This is just a, a, an example of how this works, right? I take the creative process takes what we need to let go in order to not completely, you know, toxify Right. Um, And, and it gets used to turn into, into fertile soil. Right. So it's, it's the, the big, you know, sort of, sort of request or invitation is to let go, let Mm. it go. Don't hold it. Thank you. Thank you for tying a bow around it. I think that bow just like gave me an epiphany. I'm going to like title this episode, like how to surrender. I, I feel like, you know, we, we've talked a lot about letting go, about surrendering, about, you know, not trying to control um, yeah. and allowing things to happen. 
Um, I feel so blessed by this conversation. Honestly, like I don't even want to do like the the rapid fire questions at the end because I feel like <laughs> we have we have touched on so many different things, but I feel blessed by the depth of this conversation. So I want to thank you, Meryl, for just being who you are. Um, your transparency, like I said, it's 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 not every day that you know people who are successful are open to share the depth of their struggles or adversities behind the scenes. And I think it's important for other people to hear because it's almost like they're on their journey, you know, going towards their goals and their dreams. And then they hit a hurdle and they're like, okay, I quit. Like, yeah, there must be something wrong. That, it's like, no, there's yeah, nothing wrong. There's yeah. nothing wrong. It's a part yeah. of the process. You know, there's nothing wrong with starting over. There's nothing wrong with, with pivoting. There's nothing wrong with, you know, any of those things. So, I yeah. thank you for your obedience. I thank you for, um, you know, showing us what it looks like to go through that process of yes, being successful within your business, but also striving for success in your personal relationships and in everything that you're building. Um, just thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Makini. I've been such an amazing host, and I hope that. Our conversation gives you the freedom to give yourself permission to pause if that's what you feel is is what you're invited into, right? If that's what obedience looks like for you, then, yeah. then I hope that's what you say yes to. Amen to that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and to all of you healers out there, until next time, subscribe on all platforms. And we would love to hear what resonated with you. What part of this conversation touched you? What gems did you take away from our conversation? Feel free to screenshot this week's episode. Um, you can tag myself, the real McKinney Smith. You can tag Meryl at Meryl Keegsman, M-E-R-E-L-K-R-I-E-G-S-M-A-N. <laughs> and leave your thoughts in a review on Apple, um, just in case, you know, we're both pausing from Instagram at the moment. <laughs> um, we, we would definitely love to hear how this episode has impacted you. A healthy community is a healing community and a healing community is full of hope because it has seen its own people weather, survive and thrive. So let's continue to heal her.